Secrets to Real Estate Investing, Episode 64. Welcome to the Secrets to Real Estate Investing podcast by House Flip Masters, where you will learn powerful strategies from top experts in real estate investing, and you will find valuable information to take your investments to the next level. Now, here's your host and expert real estate investor, Holly McCann. Well, hey there, welcome to another exciting episode of Secrets to Real Estate Investing. Today, we have a fantastic woman with us today, and you know I love it when the ladies not only have success, but are willing to come on my show and share some of their secrets to their success. (laughs) So today's guest is Sharon Bornholt, and She's been around for a few years and has her own podcast called Let's Talk Real Estate Investing. She's a blogger. She's an investor with 20 years of experience and has learned a few things along the way that she is excited to share with us and to help you have more success in your real estate investing pursuits. So with that, welcome to the show, Sharon. Well, thanks, Holly. I'm so excited to be here. I've been looking forward to it. Oh, me too. I'm just so excited to ask you questions because you definitely are one of the most experienced women I've had on the show. And you've had a lot with all those years and going through cycles and different techniques and strategies, you have a wealth of information to share with our listeners. So why don't you start out by giving us kind of your backstory and how you got into real estate investing. Okay. Well, in uh, 1991, you know, I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. My dad was a contractor and even my mom, um, she went to work later in life, but she at one point in time decided to, to buy a business and she didn't know what passive income was. She didn't know that term, but it was for extra money. So she was a business owner, kind of like never even thought of herself as a business owner. So in 1991, I opened up a home inspection company. And in that business, as you know, I met a lot of realtors and, uh, you know, did a lot of networking. And I tell people this, now this is right about the inception of the internet, right? So we did a lot of old school marketing flyers and things like that. But in the course of doing that, um, I did meet a lot of uh, realtors who became friends. And one of those took me to my first RIA meeting. And I had no clue what a RIA meeting was, but I went one time and I'm going, oh, this is just so cool. And there were very few women in that room. Now we had a big RIA even back then. Wait, wait, so tell our listeners what RIA stands for in case we yeah, have any new people. <laughs> real estate, real estate investment group, and here it's called Korea, so the Kentuckiana Real Estate Investors Association. Okay. So, um, but you know that we had about. 300 people in that room at least at one time we had like 500 members oh my god it's big so yeah it, it went down slightly in 2008 but now it's it's back up again but even today when you look around that room it's you, you know men 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 woman men 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 woman and when you look at those women it's even less women actually doing very much in real estate so uh, within the first year of that, I bought my first property and then I, um, I rehabbed a little, I did some buy and hold and I went along part-time for 10 years. Then in 2008, well, we all know what happened in 2007, 2008, I just decided, you know, I was closed the other business, which was the perfect time to, to do that. And, and then I went to investing full-time. 
And I, we talked a little bit before the show. I had never wholesaled a house in 10 years before then. That, that, that seems so, so strange now. <laughs> but I really didn't do it. And I had this house and I thought, I just do not want this house to sit on the market for nine months or a year after I've rehabbed it. I don't want to spend the money holding it was the, the big thing. So I just called up a friend and said, you want to buy this house? And he went, well, sure. And that was kind of really how I got into wholesaling. Wow, so it's just kind of an accident, but mm-hmm. I mean, one thing I'd like to point out is it's great to have multiple exit strategies and mm-hmm. to be open-minded and flexible because sometimes plan A doesn't work out or things mm-hmm. change in your life and you can't do your plan A, so it's mm-hmm. great to have alternatives, right? Or someone that needs to ask about, hey, what would you do? What ideas do you have, right? Well, well, it is. And, I, you know, people get in the mindset, I'm going to be a wholesaler or I'm going to be whatever and, or I'm going to be a rehabber. And then if the house doesn't meet their criteria, they're like, well, okay. It, it's just gone. And I tell them, you need to set up like a whole side thing. You need to have multiple exit strategies and you will get a lot of houses that aren't a right fit for you, but there are always people out there that it will be a right fit for them. And it's a nice way to, to pay off your rentals if you have rentals or bank some money for your rehabbing business. I love that idea. Yeah. I tell um, wholesalers, I'm always looking for deals, especially right now. I just can't even find enough deals. I'm just sitting on money in the mm-hmm. bank waiting to buy stuff. And mm-hmm. people bring me some things that aren't a right fit for me. And I probably should be finding more people that I could wholesale. I usually just refer it out because I'm nice, but especially development deals and ground up construction, mm-hmm. build three houses on the line. Like I don't want to take that on right now, but it's good if you're a good networker to get paid for those connections, huh? Well, and the thing I'd like to point out is people, they need this giant list because you see all over the internet, well, I have 2,400 people on my list. Well, in reality, I've got five or six people that have bought every single one of my deals with just a few exceptions. Yeah. Because if you, if you have good deals and you, and you network with the people that are actually doing this business like you, not the ones that kind of do a deal every year or two, you will not have any problems selling a deal that doesn't meet your specific rehabbing or buy and hold criteria. Yeah. Okay. Well said. Now, I know now you're kind of um, teaching, educating people about branding and what it is and why we need it. Why don't we kind of go into that? Because you're quite the expert on that. And I've never had anybody talk about that on my show. So start to enlighten them. Well, if I look back to 20 years ago, nobody branded themselves. And even now, very few people do. Women are better at branding just because they're more visual, like you and your hard hat. Well, I want a certain look. You may not even call it branding, but you develop this persona. And guys, you know, they're like engineer minds. And now if I'm just going over here and I've got a clipboard and I'm going to buy a house. So, but I, but I tell people, you need to think about your brand because when, when you think about branding, your brand is how people think about you. It's, it's, what, it's the experience you create, and it's how they remember you. So um, it is certainly the visual components. You know, your, your pink card hat, it's other, you know, your logo, your colors, it's that. But more than that, it's really what people say about you when you walk out of the room. You know, they'll, you know, they'll say, boy, that guy is just, that Holly, she is just great at what she does. Or that's because you have built a brand. But if you don't build a brand, one of two things will happen. Either you're invisible, which is horrible, 
or somebody else will build it for you. Somebody will say one little tiny negative thing about you and then that's all there is out there for you on your branding. But when it comes to branding and marketing, marketing is how you get deals in the door. So that's your, if you do direct mail or you network or your website or whatever it is, and marketing is why they choose you. Your so branding, what, what do you mean your, brand, your branding is why they choose you. Right, right. Yep. And why don't we give our listeners some examples of that? Like I know some people will put out direct mail that is a handwritten letter or it looks handwritten because they want the potential seller to open it and they think, oh, a handwritten letter will get more opened. And so maybe it can't apply to that. But if you have a reference to anything on a website Mm -hmm. or some people do put out more professional, more corporate looking Mm -hmm. buying mails. So maybe they've got a logo and some colors and a certain Mm -hmm. style of font that they're trying to look professional. And you have a brand, whether you know it or not, probably Mm -hmm. is, is it, sloppy and unprofessional or is it mm-hmm. professional and then people have more trust with you i mean what do you have mm-hmm. to say about kind of those comments <laughs> well i think you you hit upon it people need to understand that you create your brand it's up to you otherwise somebody will do it for you and you're you're almost always not going to like it so if you think about and there's there's no one right way to do it you're you have a very professional uh, appearance my brand is more professional. See, I'm not from the yellow letter school. I don't want to look like a third grader wrote my marketing. <laughs> but so, but you know, so I, when I do letters, I do a more professional letter, but I also use postcards. So it's, here's the other thing. You have to tailor your marketing to the person you're trying to attract. You know, I had a friend who worked inner city Philly and she said, if you send somebody up there a white letter, they're thinking they're getting sued. That thing's going oh. in the grocery and like they're moving tomorrow. Oh. which I thought, I thought was funny because, uh, you know, but she said, and it is true, you have to tailor your marketing to, um, to, to your overall what you want it to be. You know, you, you create that. It's up to you to create that. Yes, absolutely. And your prospective sellers, some of them are going to be more excited about a corporate look versus mm-hmm. the third grader look. And some may be more interested in talking to a woman than a man. Some people will be excited. Um, One of the wholesalers, well, he's a wholesaler and a flipper here in Southern California. He's a good looking guy with a beautiful wife and adorable kids that are like eight and 10. And I get letters from him because Mm -hmm. I own a rental free and clear. I love getting his letters because it's so Mm -hmm. cute. He puts a picture of his family on it Mm -hmm. and it kind of tugs at your heart. Oh, what a cute family. So if I were a grandma that, you know, maybe in my seventies or eighties and I had a rental, I'd be pretty excited to sell it to this cute little family, you know? So Mm -hmm. it is interesting of who your target market is Mm -hmm. and what message do you want and I don't know if he puts his family photo on everything but Mm -hmm. I mean I don't know what other types of branding things have you seen with people's businesses well I do think I do think when you're creating your brand and you're doing like let's say you're doing an about me video you're going to put on your on your website 
I think it should just be you because ultimately people do business with people they know, like, and trust, and you will not be a fit for everyone. And you should not try to be a fit for everyone. You should figure out who your ideal customer is and, you know, name them. Like if, if I want to work with a top rehabber, you know, I have a gal in Minneapolis who's a top rehabber. And so my avatar, I named her Amber and I told Amber, I, I named my avatar Amber, but I might name it. I might name it Holly, but it has to. You have to get so clear on who your target market is because it's not everybody. And then you want to attract the people that are meant to be your people, your tribe. But here's the thing about branding and marketing and all of this that people really don't know. See, I'm I'm older than you, so I remember when you would send out a marketing piece or you would show up at an event and people would just call you on that. So let's say it's a postcard. They would just go, okay, I'm going to call Holly. Well, now there's a step in the middle. Now they get your marketing piece or they might even see you at a networking event. And before they decide to work with you, they're going to stalk you online. They are <laughs> going to look at your they're going to look for a website. If you don't have a website, even a crappy website, they're going to say, well, she's not really real because look, she's not even online. So, so they're going to go check you out. They're going to, they're going to look at your social media profiles. They're going to figure out who this person Holly is. And then they're going to make a decision on whether or not to work with you. That's yeah. what's changed. Yes. And it's so easy for people to Google people. It's one second mm -hmm. on a smartphone and then mm -hmm. they start pulling things up. Mm -hmm. So definitely that's so important. And I know I don't expect everyone to like me and want to do business with me. And I'm in the business of, I mean, I've got kind of the two part branding thing going. Cause if I have a prospective seller looking mm -hmm. me up online, mm -hmm. I mean, I make sure there's nothing up there that I'm embarrassed of, but then also um, students that want to learn how to flip houses from mm -hmm. me. My brand is I'm a high energy, maybe hyper excited mm -hmm. person mm -hmm. that, you know, and I've got my pink card hat and I'm going to take people through homes and I show videos mm -hmm. on that. And mm -hmm. I just say, hey, love me or leave me, but decide, are we a good fit or not? Mm -hmm. Because if I'm not, don't waste your time. Don't waste mm -hmm. my time. If you like me, mm -hmm. let's do something together. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly the way it should be. And, you know, you mentioned pictures. See, I believe you should put your picture on things. And here's why. Because it, let's say you or I show up in, to look at a house and a guy just does not, he just doesn't trust women to, to be in business. Maybe he's really a lot older for whatever reason he's looking for a man if you have your picture on your stuff right off the bat he's going to disqualify you and that's good because he's not your person right you know if you attract all the wrong people you're you're all just going to be miserable right and you're going to waste your time and their time yeah. uh, but one alternative to that too is if you have a partner or in this case, like an acquisitions manager that's going to mm -hmm. go out to meet them. Cause I've mm -hmm. had friends that do that. They kind of feel out like, is this person mm -hmm. preferring a male or a mm -hmm. female to show up to negotiate a deal? Mm -hmm. And then they can act accordingly. So it's great once again, to network with people and maybe find someone you can team up with. If they think a woman would be better then mm -hmm. send and a lady. I have to say, I've not found very many prejudices against women in this business today. Now when it comes to sellers I think they think that if a woman shows up to do the job then she must be qualified otherwise she wouldn't be there now that's a definite change from say yes. 12 15 years ago yes yeah I can see that and I had a 
I had a seller in a town called Cypress where I'm buying a house. It's in Orange County, California. And I showed up with my contractor, who's also a woman yesterday mm-hmm. as the seller's cleaning mm-hmm. out his quarter house. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, I'm sure he's like a little bit, wow, two ladies here two walking women. the job site. We're mm-hmm. taking all the measurements. We're talking about what we're doing with the house. I mean, it's a change from what you would have seen mm-hmm. 20 years ago. And yeah. I love it. I'm I love like, yes, that. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did, you know, I did a whole series on successful women in real estate investing and it was unbelievably hard to find enough people to do a series. I believe it. I well, mm-hmm. I've got a lot of them on my podcast, so you'll have to go back and listen. I'm, to I'm that. gonna go. I'm gonna go stalk your podcast <laughs> out. Yeah, and connect with all these successful women because they're out there. I think some of them are more quiet, and um, mm-hmm. but you can find them. So, what else can you teach us about branding and? Well, I I think uh, you need to do marketing and branding simultaneously because it makes all of your marketing more effective. And to give you an example here, there's a gal here in my local area who was a student of mine, but we kid her all the time because we'll say, you have no shame, you'll pimp out anything. She'll put her dog on her postcards. Or one time when business was slow in the winter, she put a picture of her mama on there with holding a pie. And she said, sell me your house and my mama will bake you a pie. So we're always, always, we're always kidding her. Her name's Marina. She was like, Marina will pimp out every, anything, including her mother and her dog. But it works for her. It's, it is who she is. You know, if she's likely to show up with her dog, if she's, you know, out, been to the groomer, she brings her dog on the appointments. That is awesome. And once again, we're attracting or repelling people. Mm-hmm. If someone hates dogs, well, they're idiots. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But, um, you know, so many people, like, give them a reason, like, something mm-hmm. to connect to you. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, basically... If you're on an appointment to go buy a home from a motivated seller, mm-hmm. if you've had any kind of training at all, you know, it's a sales appointment, you, you're looking for anything to build rapport, anything, mm-hmm. those common ground things. Oh, is there a university plaque on the wall? Where they graduate? What are they into? Is there pictures of boating or hunting or fishing or skiing? Like anything you can find. Yeah. If you're giving them that, I mean, that's what I do when I'm on um, sales calls with people. Anything that, they say, they go, "Oh, I have four kids. Oh, I have four kids too." Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, can you believe it? We're so much alike because people mm-hmm. want to do business with people mm-hmm. like them, right? Yeah, and you know that is an area where I think women have a definite edge because uh, having ha- owned a home inspection company where I had guy inspectors. Okay, <laughs> try to teach them this concept. Let's say go out and just strike up a conversation. Well, how do I do that? <laughs> You're a guy. Say, I like your hat baseball cap, you know, a nice truck, I, whatever it is. And, you know, that's especially helpful. Like when, if you're in a probate situation, mm. maybe I'll get a call and I'll know that mom has died. So I'll go in that, go in the house and my, and I, you know, after the introductions, I always say, tell me about your mom in the house. And that just opens up the floodgates, you know, but if you don't have that information, and like you said, you might see golf clubs in the corner. I'll say simply, who owned the golf clubs? You have a golfer in the family. Or for me, and I think for most women, you just look for a visual clue and you just run with it. And that's really the way you build rapport. And then you dive into business. 
Yeah, and if you are branding and marketing and putting clues out about yourself, plenty mm -hmm. of people will want to grab on to something. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see you have a dog. You know, like plenty of people really connect with the dog thing. Like anything they can find, they're looking for a reason to like well, you or not like you. So give them those reasons. Huh? And see where you're concerned and you have four kids, that should definitely be part of your story. They're going, here's this awesome woman. <laughs> Hardhead Holly, that she's an agent, she's a rehabber, and she has four kids. How the heck does she do that? But <laughs> see, that's, that's your story, and your story is your story. But that's why people will just be, gosh, I don't know how she does it, but let me call her up. <laughs> well, thank you for saying I'm awesome. I work at mm -hmm. it. I'm trying to be awesome. <laughs> I want to be more awesomer. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, do you have any other stories or examples of the branding, like um, the lady whose mama will bake a pie? That is adorable. I love it. Yeah. If I had well, a mama that wanted to bake pies, I would do that. <laughs> well, you know, and she she did does a lot of what I always did, which is uh, change up your marketing a little bit, like if it's seasonal. You know, I tell people in marketing and branding, another way to set yourself apart, because I do do direct mail. But, you know, after a while, they get your direct mail, they get your direct mail. And I said, well, you know, every so often, like quarterly, send them like a value add piece, like a seasonal maintenance checklist or a here's I always uh, rerun a blog post every Christmas that's called uh, safety tips for landlords because you they don't often think about people climbing up on top of the, their rental, putting lights up on top of the house. And, you know, well, like in Kentucky and it's cold or maybe frosty or somebody gets hurt. But there are a whole lot of things like um, you can do that show your expertise. Yes, it's, it's direct mail, but it's like, hey, I've got this great thing for you, this great gift. And, and then at the bottom, it's like, this is who I am and this is what I do. If you know anybody that wants to sell a house, call me. I love that. And that's a reason for them not to throw the postcard or the letter in the trash. Mm -hmm. If it's like a reference thing, mm -hmm. if I got that, I'm like, oh, a checklist. I'm going to feel obligated to get that checklist yes. done. I can't just throw in the trash like, oh, yeah. I should be changing the filter for the furnace. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I should do that and make sure the rain gutters are swept out mm -hmm. and, you know, all those things. All so those, yeah. give them a reason where they feel like they mm -hmm. can't throw it away. Like, oh, I have to keep it. Mm -hmm. And then there's your branding. If you, ever, yeah. if you ever want to sell the house or if this is too overwhelming, I'll take it off your hands, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, it's a subtle form of very targeted marketing, but it works. And, and here's the real bonus, too. You know, people are busy. At, like, let's use Christmas as, as an example. People are super busy. And, you know, if you're mailing much past the first week in December, you're pretty much just lighting your money on fire for that month. But if you send them something to help them, like along around Thanksgiving, hey, here's some Christmas safety tips before you decorate your house or crank up your fireplace or whatever then when your real mail piece comes in January they're gonna go oh yeah that was that Holly girl sent me that cool checklist thing of whatever it was and you know it doesn't have to be anything like super fancy or hard you, you can pull together something off the internet that is very valuable to them that's an all-in-one resource for them yeah, you don't have to be creative or think up these checklists on mm -hmm. your own. There's plenty of stuff online that you can right. model and repurpose right. and just give you ideas. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, I think you mentioned that you're having a workshop coming up for people that could benefit from mm -hmm. all of this great knowledge of yours. Tell us about that. I am. It's called REI. Mm -hmm. 
Starlight Real Estate Investment, REI Marketing Mastery, and they can go to reimarketingmastery.com. It's a two-day workshop on marketing for real estate investors, and we go over everything, all you know, free strategies, paid strategies, and we take a, it's a small group event, and we have we almost always have somebody from California, so <laughs> it's it's really pretty cool that they come to Nashville for this. But we sit down with the individuals and we make a marketing plan for them based on the money they have to spend, based on their interests. You know, we've had people come and go, I'm not doing direct mail, but I'm really good at driving for dollars. Well, okay, how are you gonna, how are you gonna scale that? How are you gonna do that? And then we have other people that come, they say I have a full-time job, I'm having an awful time managing my marketing. So we can say, okay, here's what you need to do. But we really teach people all the different things and about how, you know, I believe that you need, and. Certainly when you're really established, it might be different, but you need about three to five marketing channels at all times. You know, I like websites, direct mail networking, which I love networking for that. So, but there's no one size fits all. And we try to tell people, start where you are with the resources you have. And you've either got to give your money or your time. So if you've got less money, but you've got time, you can spend that. And if you've got some money, maybe you have a job and you don't have a lot of time or you have four kids. And, uh, but you can call up a mailing house and order your mail or have someone help you set up your website. So we try to fit it, fix it in with people and get it so that it's workable for them. It's not, and it's really a workshop. It's not just, you know, a couple people up there talking for two days. I love it because it sounds like it's very actionable. It's so mm. fantastic. I've gone to very many seminars and conferences and it's, even though it's great to just be drinking from a fire hose with all the great ideas, mm. it's great when you leave with an action plan that's tailored yes. to your strengths. To, to your I recently business. took the strengths finders test. I don't oh. know if you've heard of that, mm-hmm. but the whole concept behind it is Focus on your strengths. Mm-hmm. What are your resources? Work with those. Mm-hmm. Don't think, oh, if you have no money, you have to go raise money or borrow it and do direct mm-hmm. mail. Mm-hmm. Focus on your strengths. And sounds yes. like that's exactly what your event is all about. So, we do. We do. And, <laughs> yeah, it's two days and it's a, it is a small group. It's a hands-on event. And uh, so, and we do some things with hot seats and, you know, people here's the the beauty of live events and you know this you go to a live event out of town there are people there from all different parts of the country they but what you quickly find out is they all have very similar problems and it gives you a very safe place to say man i'm just having terrible results with a b or c what is your experience? And then you hear from the guy over here who's not threatened because you're not in his market. Well, let me tell you how I solve that. So that's one of the biggest benefits of live events. Awesome. Well, I think it's great that you're putting this on. Fantastic, Sharon. Well, also, I'd love for you to tell us about, since we're on a podcast and you have your Mm -hmm. own podcast, podcast tell us a little bit about that as well and what you typically talk about on your show you know we talk it's my podcast is called let's talk real estate investing and so we talk about anything and everything that has to do with investing strategies marketing networking just they're really anything that could conceivably you know be on the show and i've been lucky i've crossed over the hundred podcast mark so i've had a lot yeah really really that was a celebration so i did a podcast on doing a hundred podcasts but Um, you know it's kind of a landmark for because when you do a podcast you're kind of just most of the time just feeling your way along you know 
Now there's all kinds of podcast guides, but back then, well, not so much. But um, I like podcasting because it's a a nice way that people can listen on the go and, um, um, you know, teach themselves things. I listen to podcasts. I'm sure you do. It's it's a great educational, uh, a great way to learn. Oh, I'm a huge fan of it. I probably play between an hour and a half and two hours almost every day, you know, while I'm doing my makeup or driving in the car, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be learning all the time. All that the time. That's how I mm-hmm. get better. So thank you. I can't wait to be um, starting to hear some of your episodes on that. And um, my listener, Sharon, has very generously put together a free download for this episode um, about brand assessment. So tell mm-hmm. us about that document that we're going to be able to be putting out. Well, you know, as a lot of people have some pieces, maybe they don't have a blog, but maybe they have a YouTube channel. Maybe they have a Facebook profile, but they don't have a LinkedIn profile. So what, what I have is like a kind of like a checklist and it's, it's all the places you need to be. So you can get one of them up. If you're, if you're missing one, maybe you're only missing one or two, then you can do that. And uh, I always tell people, you know, I'm big on content marketing. This always scares guys, especially rehabbers, they always go, I'm not writing anything. And I try to tell them, well, content marketing, which is a piece of this, can be a video when you're walking through a house, if you're a wholesaler or a rehabber. It can be, I've seen some of your videos, like, here's here's the end result. It can also be, look at this crappy house. People... <laughs> People, people love video though, or you know how, how many women and people out there don't know how to install faucets? You can do a short video, whip out your, your smartphone and do a video on anything. So you don't necessarily have to write things. If you're a talker, you can start a little podcast talking about your, your business, but there, there's an avenue for everyone. Yes, there definitely is. So Sharon's brand assessment will be available to everyone at hardhatholly.com forward slash 63 because we are show 63. So hardhatholly.com forward slash 63. You can um, replay the episode there if you're hearing it on iTunes and get her free brand assessment download. Also at the show notes, we'll have links to register for her event, to her website, um, to be able to email her. All of that will be there in our show notes. And as I've mentioned before, I'll remind you, if you prefer to do this right on your phone right now and you can text, um, you can send a text to the number 38470 and you're just going to text the word hard hat as one word. I know it's two words, but we take the spaces <laughs> out for our keyword here, hard hat, to 38470. That's 38470. You just text hard hat, and I'll get you Sharon's download there as well as our past downloads. And just to remind you guys, um, I do have a YouTube channel. Some of you may or may not know. I have a couple of hundred videos, most of them a minute or less, walking through um, mostly job sites and talking about what worked well, what didn't, what the contractor missed, like all of that, (laughs) the inside scoop. If you want to learn rehabbing, check out my YouTube channel, which big surprise, it's called Hard Hat Holly. So go find me on YouTube and you can join our 
private Facebook group, which Sharon is in also. Mm. It's Hard Hat Holly's Real Estate Investing Team. It's a closed group, but we'll approve you usually within 24 hours. Got a couple hundred people in there. You can ask questions of me. You can ask questions of Sharon right in there too, if you want. Just (laughs) be sure and tag me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you tag Sharon if you want to ask her something, but she's in that group too. So take advantage of these resources. Ask people like Sharon when you have questions and you want ideas because we're here to help you and we want to have you all have great success. So Sharon, do you have any parting words of encouragement or advice for people who are um, getting into this business? Well, I think today uh, there really aren't any roadblocks. There are so many people that are willing to mentor. There are coaches out there when you get to that level. You, but you have, to, you have to educate yourself, but you have to take the first step. You have to just dive in at some point and just take, take action. Take action. I love it. What a great note to end on. Well, thank you so much for your time, Sharon. You've been awesome. I appreciate it. And so do our listeners. Well, thank you for having me on. All right, listeners, get out there and go take some action. If you found value in today's episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review our show. You can find our show notes at our website, houseflipmasters.com on the podcast page. Also, To get our top tips for finding deals without spending lots of money, go to houseflipmasters.com for your free download today.